To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock, I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Okay, Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 gig. This one, this one. Oh, sweetie, $900? I can't wait to see the look on Kyle's stupid face when he sees my iPad has more memory than his. Eric, we can't afford that one. Well, you don't expect me to get the Wi-Fi only 16 gig version, do you? I think we need to get you a different brand, hon. They're a little cheaper. Mom, everyone knows that everything but Apple is stupid. Here, look at this one. Toshiba Handybook. Toshiba Handybook? This says it does everything the iPad does at half the price. Mom, do not screw me over again. If I take that thing to school, everyone's going to think I'm a poverty-stricken asshole. Eric, stop acting like a spoiled brat. You can either have the Toshiba Handybook or you can have nothing at all. Oh, I've got a better idea. Why don't you go across the street and buy some condoms? Because we should at least be safe if you're going to fuck me, Mom. Eric? You might as well go buy some cigarettes, too, because I like to have a smoke after I get good and fucked. You want to fuck me, Mom? Just say so. Go ahead, here. Huh? Go ahead, Mom. Fuck me. Fuck me right here in the best bath. You want to fuck your son so bad? Go on, Mom. Fuck me. Fuck me. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. It's recorded here at the Spare Park Studios. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. It's actually Sunday. Um, can we, all right, well, actually, I got a bunch of random stuff here. I got something that's on Top Gear on Google having to do with, uh, actually, first of all, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on TikTok at positive sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. Or if you just want to be my friend, you can go to Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Hit me up, positive sarcasm.com. You can contact me there or just hit me up through my email, positive sarcasm.com. Volvo limiting their cars to 112 miles per hour maximum, and uh, I got one more Q&A that's left over, and I got something to do with Best Buy, and I got something to go with Hertz Rental Car Filing for bankrupt- Bankruptcy, and 
Oh, most importantly, can we all agree on one thing that Alyssa, Mil- Alyssa Milano is a complete fucking idiot and should shut her mouth and should not have a Twitter account? Um, I'm sure tons of you have seen the post uh, about her on Twitter, about sh- sending a picture of her entire family, because uh, when in doubt, we always want the identity of your fucking children and your stupid ass husband who puts up with your bullshit. Um, show me your masks. Masks keep people safe and healthy. Show me yours. Ready? Go. Hashtag wear a mask. And, of course, the fact that she's wearing a mask that isn't even uh, N95 approved. Um, She's wearing a mask that's a cloth covering. Now, she claims that she has an actual N95 mask underneath it. But she's trying to make it fashionable to wear a mask. The fact is, it's not fashionable to wear a mask. Unless you're a healthcare professional or you have an autoimmune disorder or you feel endangered from a disease or in that type of situation where you should be wearing a mask. If you feel the com- if you feel compelled to wear a mask, then you wear a mask. I'm not a person who wears a mask. I don't give a shit what you do. I do whatever the hell I feel like. But the fact is, is that uh, she's, a, she's a celebrity. And I've said time and time again that when it comes to time of struggle or time of uh, national tragedy or uh, national emergencies, that the first people that should shut their mouths are celebrities. And considering that Alyssa Milano is a celebrity because she was in a movie back in the day called Commando, um, she all of a sudden considers herself a public speaker that everybody should listen to. When the fact is, is that nobody gives a shit about her, nobody cares about her fucking podcast, nobody cares about her opinion, nobody cares about her kids, I won't talk shit about her kids because they haven't done anything wrong yet. It's not their fault that Alyssa Milano is her mother. Uh, and the fact that her husband hasn't said anything about, hey, honey, why don't you do yourself a favor and park this shit? Oh, but then he's going to be showing off his chauvinistic, uh, uh, you know, dominant male side. Well, maybe he should because his wife is acting like a fucking moron. Uh, and also the fact that she says she's wearing a mask underneath her cloth mask. Um, that's like wearing a sock as a condom. Good luck with that. It, but the fact is, like, I also said when when this thing st- started back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, uh, everybody, all the celebrities, I think were paid actually to go on Instagram and to go on social media and tell everybody to stay at home. My favorite one was Robert De Niro because he's like, you know, he does that stupid face. He goes, hey, hey, everybody, stay at home. I'm, I'm watching you. No, you're not. You're in your Greenwich Village fucking townhouse. You're not watching anybody. Just go. You want to stay home? You stay home and work on your characters in the mirror. Mm, mm. Mm. All right, no, you're not doing another Ben Stiller movie. The jig is up. You're 85,000 years old. Just fucking, you stay home. And you know what? If you want to have a house party with Alyssa Milano, go right ahead. But I don't need celebrities once again telling me what I need to be doing. And the idea that they're making this fashionable. Making this fashionable. You are, if you're that scared to go out with your kids, you have all four of your kids, it's fine. I was actually walking by two things, um, the other day, the other day, so I saw an entire family out playing horseshoes in their backyard, all wearing masks. Okay, great, but you're out in public. All right, awesome, great. Uh, another thing, the okay, my favorite one, because this is the I one of my favorite things to do is people watch. I love I love observation. I love observations. Uh, my favorite one was fat guy on a Segway wearing a mask down uh, South Willow Street. That was my all time favorite. Uh, a virgin observation uh, last week. So obviously he, you, okay, I don't, you want to wear a mask, you do you. But the fact that you look like a fucking dork, you're dressed like, you're dressed like a, uh, um, you're dressed like a computer nerd, you're driving a Segway and you're wearing a mask, you don't need to wear a mask if you're driving a Segway because I guarantee you nobody's coming up to you because you're definitely 
or maybe you're just too cool. So I think that uh, you wearing a mask overall, and if you're well, first of all, if you're on a Segway, you, you good luck to you, bro. You can't you can't walk, you can't walk at all. You you have to get on a Segway and wear a mask. So you have to complete. You have to keep everyone away from you. And uh, yeah, I love Alyssa Milano's picture on her Twitter feed. The fact that she has a bullhorn as well, and she's wearing like a pantsuit type of thing, uh, maybe some type of empowerment. She's garbage. She's fucking garbage. I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't know who hit her on the head when she turned eighteen. But clearly, she's not the brightest fucking person in the world. Uh, and um, I'm pretty much all set with her. I. I mean, I don't. I. Gr- I told you I'm not on Twitter anymore. But I saw this through Instagram. So obviously, it chapped my ass. And my initial reaction was, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. Um, what do you call it? Pre-prep anything. I'm just going to go right on my podcast and just say how stupid she is. And uh, mission completed. So, yeah, I obviously wanted to... Oh, here's another... Okay, so acts of stupid. Number one, we'll start with Alyssa Milano wearing a mask. Great. Uh, Wearing a cloth mask. Stupid act of the day. Uh, Number two, Volvo saying that all their cars are going to be limited to 112 miles per hour because safety. So buy a Volvo today, tomorrow, or indeed at literally any point in the future, they will automatically be limited to 112 miles per hour. Even though most Volvos and most cars nowadays can do between 140 and 180 miles per hour just because of their uh, engine efficiency nowadays. So, uh, quote, uh, certain speed, says Volvo, car safety technology, smart infrastructure design are no longer enough to avoid severe injuries and fatalities. So if you want to buy a Volvo because they're, quote, safe, you can you cannot go over 112 miles per hour. That was their decision. Now, if you don't have, thankfully, you don't have to buy a Volvo. You don't have to buy a Volvo. Unlike Comcast, where if you live in a certain area, you have no choice, and speeds are limited. Speeds are throttled, and speeds are limited. So there's nothing you can do. The only people who really buy Volvos are old biddies and guys who are afraid of their wives. So, and you know what? Those dudes exist. If you see a dude with a Volvo, he's got no personality. He's got no personality, and he makes none of the decisions in the house. Granted, if he's married to begin with. This is the same thing as the dude who buys the uh, six-cylinder muscle car. Same issue. He couldn't. He either couldn't afford her or his wife wouldn't let him. So we had to make, a, make a, um, a compromise. No real dude, no real dude with any sack between his legs is buying a car that's limited to 100 miles per hour, 112 miles per hour because safety. No reason for that. If a Tesla can do 0 to 60 in 2.0 seconds is one of the safest cars on the road, uh, what the fuck are you... And probably does 180 miles per hour, then what are you doing in a Volvo? Volvo should be, at this point, focusing completely on hybrid technology or electric, uh, electric technology. Instead of just limiting their cars to 112 miles per hour because safety, you still have a combustion engine. So don't talk to me about safety. All right, and another, okay, so that's stupid thing of the day. Is fucking Volvo just doing that because they had to make an announcement about that? That was that makes no sense. You can do 200 miles per hour in a Bentley, but you can only do 112 in a Volvo. Great, congratulations. That's one more thing you can't do in a Volvo. Um, here's another idiot thing. So I returned uh, this game Doom, uh, Doom 2016, which I finally got. A, I wanted it play it, wanted to play it for the longest time, and so I ordered it for PC. And I wanted the disc. So I went online through Best Buy's eBay uh, eBay library. And I got it for like 20 bucks plus shipping. And I'm like, okay, well, because everything uses Steam now, which is like this online thing to download all updates now. 
Mm, iced coffee. So you have to download all that stuff through there. Uh, it turns out the Steam is a giant pain in the ass, and it causes more errors than than you could possibly imagine when it comes to playing video games on your on your laptops or on your on your computers. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. So somebody gives me Doom 2016. Well, first of all, they gave me a PS4. So now I have, and I already have PlayStation. I already have Doom on PlayStation 4. So I decided since this wasn't working for my computer, I said, screw it. I'm gonna return the PC version of Doom. So I sent it there. It gets to the facility. I get no response. So finally, I have. I ask eBay, hey, I returned the thing. They have received it, but I haven't gotten a refund yet. Can you figure out why? eBay says, well, you have a money-back guarantee. It says on, their, on the order, it says you have 14 days return paid shipping refund. So I'm like, perfect. I'll mail this back. No problem. So I requested a refund. I requested a return. They honored the return, printed out. I got to print out the shipping label, dropped it off. Perfect. It was on its way. Got to the facility, but I got no response. With eBay's policy is if it's if it's guaranteed return shipping, eBay honors it. As long as they as long as they don't respond by a certain period of time. eBay pays me all the money back, so like twenty three bucks, including shipping, and then I'm on my way. Then I get a tracking number in the mail like two weeks later. Don't know why. No clue why. Actually probably wasn't even two weeks later. It was probably like this is probably like a month and a half later. I get a tracking number in the mail by Best Buy. I'm like, well, I haven't purchased anything on uh, from eBay in the last couple of weeks. And what the hell this is all about? Finally gets here. I'm like, ooh, package in the mail. What did I buy? It's the same goddamn game. So I've already been refunded this money for this game. And now I have the game too. And then I get a letter from eBay. From uh, eBay, Best Buy through eBay. Best Buy, dear Shmee. We are writing to inform you that we cannot accept your return for order BBY, blah, 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 returned under tracking number, blah, 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 as you've returned a non-returnable item according to Best Buy's return policy. It has been returned to you under your tracking number. Quote, all final sales merchandise cannot be returned. Other non-returnable purchases include custom orders, digital content, prepaid cards, including third-party gift cards, gift packaging, memberships, completed services, open consumable items, including batteries, cleaning agents, oils, fuel, ink, and 3D printer filament, and items returned that other damaged, unsanitary, missing major contents, or not in like new condition. Open computer software, movies, music, or video games can only be exchanged for identical item. Sincerely, bestbuy.com returns 188 slash Buy. And yet, I have the game right here, and I'm already, and you allowed me to print, and it says on the eBay thing, when I went to purchase it, 14 days prepaid return shipping. So I'm totally able to return it. And I already had eBay pay me for it. So now I got my 23 bucks back, and I have the game. What do you want to do now? I mean, I mean, it's fine. I'll sell it on, I'll sell it on Craigslist or something, but what the hell? Did not did eBay not let you know? First of all, you're a fucking idiot if you put on your eBay listing that you have free return shipping for 14 days, and then when it gets there, you refuse this. You actually pay. You had to pay to return this to me to say that I couldn't return it. So you had to pay an additional three dollars or something like that to send it to me to say that you couldn't refund it when it's already been refunded, but eBay had to pay for it. It's kind of the, it's a funny thing to me. I'm not sure what this is all about, but uh, good luck to you, Best Buy. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with this now, but maybe I'll uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll sell it to somebody else. But I mean, 
You sent me a letter. You paid for shipping to say that I couldn't ship it back to you, even though you approved the shipping label. You approved the shipping label so that I could send it back. You could have denied it right then and there, but you didn't. So you knew what I was sending you back. You said okay to it. And then you sent it back to me a month and a half later saying, no, I couldn't do it when eBay already paid me back my money. So good luck to you on your future endeavors. But that kind of shit is uh, not very bright. Uh, also, I wanted to quickly run out to you. I just want to blast through all this stuff. I spent way too much time on Alyssa Milano and how she's stupid. So, and that actually decreased my intelligence. I also missed a day on my alpha brain, so I'm kind of catching up really quickly, trying to at least. There was a Forbes uh, article about how uh, CEO or former CEO Catherine Marinello, um, well, because Hertz got, uh, they're filing for bankruptcy. So they had to, they had to ditch 16,000 employees. But they also mentioned in there that the CEO got $9 million. Well, okay. Hertz was doing, first of all, the CEO, let me break this down to you. They put that in the top of the article as if to draw a reaction from you. Okay, this is what Forbes did. Now, that's not really cool. That's not really cool. They, that was a click. This is perfect clickbait material. All right, so the, the, the article simply states on the top that Hertz files for bankruptcy after 16,000 employees were let go, and CEO made over $9 million. This is by Jack, Jack Kelly, a senior contributor to Forbes. All right, so this, okay, I'm going to read it to you again, and we'll break this down. This is important to break things down. Hertz files for bankruptcy. Her, okay, after 16,000 employees were let go, CEO made over $9 million. First of all, now CEO, okay, before COVID-19 hit, and this is specific, specifically behind because of COVID-19. Hertz was trading just before February 24th at $20 per share. Matter of fact, uh, within that, let's see, in that period there, they were they were going up. At, let's see, August 28th, 2019, $11 a share. And then February 21st, $20 a share. So they went up. $9 a share, which is a significant amount of money before COVID hit. As soon as COVID hit, people stopped renting cars, and a lot of companies started to file for bankruptcy. JCPenney's, Neiman Marcus, Hertz included. And it dropped down to $183 a share. Now, $183 a share, is a pretty, that's a pretty tough loss, and I've got to admit. But before COVID-19 hit, which nobody expected, as far as if you were a commercial company, you didn't expect it to be like that. Or you were prepared, but there was nothing you could do about it. Because when you're when all your eggs are in one basket, when you all you do is rent out cars to people, and people stop renting them out, people stop buying them, or stop you know buying rental cars. What else are you gonna do? How much? How quickly can you shift? You can't. That's not Hertz's fault. And Hertz was a great company to work with and rent from. I loved their cars and I loved their service. Now the idea is that okay, so COVID nineteen hit, they lost. 90% of their of their stock value. All right, understandable. Now it says something about the CEO made $9 million. Well, first of all, pump the fucking brakes. Yes, did the CEO make about $9 million, but how much was in the CEO's actual actual forecast? Like our CEO's actual salary? Well, it wasn't $9 million. $9 million is like what a college football uh, coach makes. But there is a breakdown of what she of what she made. Now, I'll read this part specifically. Former CEO Catherine Marinell succinctly summed up Hertz's sad state of affairs. No business is built for zero revenue in a regulatory filing for the fiscal year of 2019. She walked away with $9.1 million in compensation. However, according to salary.com, of this total, her, to her salary 
was $1.45 million as a salary for Hertz rental car, the, one of the largest uh, rental vendors in the country. So, understandable. If you were the CEO of Hertz, you'd want to be making $1.5 to $2 million as well. Now, she also received $1.4 as a bonus because a lot of them have built to their contracts that they receive if they hit certain markers that they receive a bonus. And from what I can tell, sh- the stock was at $11 a share in 2019. And then in February, went up an additional $9 a share. If your stock goes up nine, if your stock goes almost up almost 50% in a matter of months, guess what? Your CEO deserves a fucking raise or a bonus. And in this case, she received $1.4 million as a bonus. Now, she also had, now where does the other money come from? How did she walk away with $9 million? Well, here's the thing. A lot of these CEOs and a lot of these executives generally hold a lot of stock or stock options. So if she, and what do you expect her to do? As far as if she has, let's see, 500,000 in stock options and 5.6 million in uh, actual stock. So if the company performs, her 5.6 turns into fucking 10 or 20 if if she brings the company up. If it drops, she loses. But do you expect her to go down with the ship? Say, for example, if the company's about to file for bankruptcy, do you really want her to hold on to that money? I mean, either way, the company, she could either have $5 million or she could have zero. What would you do in that situation? If you were in the, if you were, uh, if it was possible for you to make $5 million because your company was going to go bankrupt or you could have zero. Because the company was about to file for bankruptcy, and through bankruptcy, you'd have to wait for bankruptcy to clear, to finish, before you got any type of repayment, if you got any type of repayment. Uh, but the fact is, is, if you have a chance to make $5 million or make $0, you take the $5 million. You're the CEO of Hertz. I don't blame her. This was not her fault. She made the company an additional 50% in stock value. All right, between August and February, before COVID hit. And the company's, I mean, unless she was going to come up with a new route of of revenue for the company to do, but I didn't see that, I didn't see that happening. And is it her fault that 16,000 employees are out of business? No, no, it isn't her fault. Uh, In in my opinion, unless I look into this a little bit more, the fact that you take a company, you, you raise the stock value 40%, that says a lot about you as a CEO. And she did what she could as far as not all 16,000 employees were laid off all at once. But they were some were fur- some had already lost their jobs and some had been furloughed. And 9 million, if she had 9 million, let's put this also into perspective. If you're a CEO and you have 9 million dollars in liquidity. If you have 9 million dollars in liquidity, just just for shits and giggles. 9 million dollars in liquidity wouldn't last one day at Hertz rental car to pay 16,000 employees. Let's see. Uh, let's just do some quick math. Shall we 16,000 employees at let's say 40 grand a year. So let's do 16,000 one, six, zero, zero, zero times. Let's just say 40 K. I mean, no real number, just a generic random number that you could probably live on depending upon what state you live in. And this is, doesn't account for people who wash the cars or entry-level employees or high-end executives or regional managers. Doesn't account for that. Just 40 grand is a number. Just operational standards. 16,000 employees, 
per, per employee. That equals a fuck ton of money. That's sit. Let's see how many was it. That's a uh, a thousand. That's so six hundred and forty million dollars. Is that what I'm looking at here? Six sixty four million. Six hundred forty million. Let's see one two comma. Let's see that's sixty four hundred. That's sixty four hundred. Sorry, I'm terrible with math. Sixty four hundred. Sixty four thousand. Uh, six hundred forty thousand. Six point four million. Sixty four million. Six hundred forty million dollars. That's a day. Okay. Well, forty thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing the math wrong. So let's say uh a week. So if that was that's forty thousand. If forty thousand dollars was going out per day to each employee. Now each week, the drop that number down to week and month. So if let's just say it costs $6 million to run Hertz rental car a day, which it probably would. I mean, you could do the math on that as well. That means that even the CEO, the CEO gave up all of her money, all $9 million to save the company. In order to help save the company, she wouldn't have saved the company. The company would last maybe one more day. One more day. And that's not going to matter in this scenario. So this CEO, as being a CEO, don't know her, don't know her characteristics, just know looking at the numbers that she brought the stock up, she brought the stock value up uh, almost 50% within a matter of months. Okay, cool. And she had 16,000 employees to look after and a business plan to follow and her own options. She didn't have a chance. $9 million is not going to bring you very far. You can't run a hospital on $9 million. You can't. It's too, it, well, in a day? Forget it. Not happening. It's not happening. $9 million is nothing she could have done. COVID killed the company, at least for now. I mean, eventually people will start renting cars again, but which car rental car companies are going to be left? That's a big question. I don't think... Now, do I think Hertz should come? Yeah, yeah but there's, there's Hertz, there's Avis, there's Budget, and then all of a sudden they're not renting cars from, uh, from manufacturers anymore, so those contracts for those cars are not going to Chevy, they're not going to Nissan, they're not going to... They're not going to Ford... Where or Dodge or whatever, so those they're so those companies manufacturers are now back to work, but they don't have those contracts anymore because the companies that were renting cars from them or releasing cars from them are now bust. So that's a huge loss right there too. Fleets of cars and they sell them back, they sell them back with a couple thousand miles on them, and then those dealerships buy those cars from uh, either the rental car companies or from the directly from the manufacturer who buys them back or what have you, and then they set the manufacturer sells those to the consumer. Cool, but that chain that chain of profit is not there anymore, or it's been delayed significantly because people weren't didn't want to buy or didn't want to rent cars because they weren't going anywhere. So it's a huge chain reaction loss, and to put the um, put the seat put. To put the fact that 16,000 employees lost their job at a company and the fact that the CEO walked away with $9 million, kind of disingenuous. It's kind of disingenuous in the fact that the salary, or it's very misleading. It's, it's targeted. Okay, you could say, well, she could take that $9 million and give it to the employees. Okay, she could. But, the, but you also have to pay for, you have to, have to, of that $9 to $10 million that she, quote, made, she has to pay a significant amount of taxes on that. Let's say she has to pay 30% on those taxes. So she went from $10 million down to six. Now she's got $6 million. All 
All right, that's $6 million of, of money. So how are you going to pay out $6 million to, now she got $6 million. Well, she's got shit to pay for too. So she's going to take how much money is going to be left to give that, give those employees any leftover cash or compensation. Those employ a lot of those employees have cash or compensation. All right. They have, uh, uh, what do you call it? You know, furlough agreements or a leave and a leave agreements or whatever. They also have unemployment. They also have other things. There's really, when you break it down, yeah, every little bit helps, but there wasn't much the CEO could do with the cash he had available. All right. Maybe she will use some of that money to give to her employees. A lot of uh, CEOs are doing that. Not much she could have done. I'm just saying in this whole grand scheme of things to generalize the fact that $9 million to his CEO, which was the vast majority of it was all stock portfolio that she had to sell in order to make anything at all. So it's not insider trading. She just did what she could in order to get the money that she earned as CEO. That's all. And then the employees, well, what are you going to do? Just one of those situations. Blame fucking China. I don't know what else to tell you. But yeah, to put her in the same sentence as she earns $9 million, these 16,000 people are out of work. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. Okay? This isn't some politician doing insider training before the freaking COVID hit. Uh, that's not the case. This is something completely different where she doesn't have control. She has control over the fleet and her employees. She doesn't have, she doesn't have control over COVID. Not at all. So that's my thoughts on that. I want to do one more Q&A and we're going to get out of here for the day. Uh, it's Memorial Day, so my head's not in the game. Since we are talking COVID-related stuff, there was one Q&A that I missed um, before uh, before the end of last week's podcast, which I actually think went pretty well. Like I said, Sunday leftovers are for just random thoughts that come to my head. Very little planning, just stuff that was left over from last week's podcast that we didn't get to. It's the PB and it's the PB and J sandwich that you left in the fridge overnight after um, a heavy night of drinking and Netflix, and you see it in the morning and you're like, mm, "Great!" You munch on that. That's what Sunday leftovers is. It's the Chinese food from the night before. Here's the last. Here's some Q and A. Should I say something to my coworker who emailed the entire staff to say COVID-19 is a hoax? Ooh, good golly. I am wondering if I'm overreacting or if this is really as bad as I think it is. I have a coworker. She's an administrative assistant who has frequently sent what I feel to be politically charged emails to the entire staff. Yesterday, we all got one saying that COVID-19 is a hoax and that if we're smart... We'll abandon our state's continuing stay-at-home order and start going about our lives as normal. This seems highly inappropriate to me. And like a liability to my employer, she also wears t-shirts with political slogans to work, uh, shirts which are clearly against our dress code. Should I speak up or just hope management is dealing with this behind the scenes? You work in an office. You don't say dick. You keep your mouth shut. That's the last thing you want to do is get into a confrontation at a place where there's corporate management or HR. You don't deal with that shit at all. You don't confront that at all. All right. Unless she's wearing a T-shirt that says all Jews must die. You keep your fucking mouth shut because there are people out there that are, there are anti-vaxxers. There are COVID-19 is a hoaxers. There are, you know, there, there are those that's, you know what? That's their life to live. And even if, and believe me, if you if you work in a corporate uh, corporate environment or an area where there's a lot of management or there's a dress code 
or what have you, you're going to get people that say, well, first of all, you work in that type of environment in an office. It doesn't matter if she's sending emails that what have you. There are tons of emails that go on in a corporate environment that you receive every day that are bullshit or completely unimportant. And you just delete them. Treat them no different. If it's coming, whether it doesn't matter if it's coming from the CEO or an administrative assistant, both are completely useless emails. Both of them. Both of them are not worth reading. Unless there's something in there that has to do with you not getting a raise or you not going to have a job, that email doesn't matter. It goes right in the, tra the digital trash bin with the rest of them. It doesn't matter to you. It shouldn't. She's wearing a shirt that's against the dress code. It's not your job to be dealing with that. It's not your job to be pointing that out. You're not supposed to be the rat in this scenario. Nobody likes fucking rats. Nobody likes fucking snitches. So you're not going to rat this person out for their dress. If they want to say that they're an anti-vaxxer on their shirt, fine. If they want to put me too, hashtag me too on their shirt, fine. I don't give a damn. I don't wear a mask. And you do. Fine. That's how we go about our lives. We all have our choices. There are some people out there who wear masks because they have autoimmune disorders or they have low immunity. So they need to wear masks. So it's important for them to go out and be part of the public, but they're not, their body's not physically ready to be part of the public in its full capacity with a normal dress code. So they wear a mask so they can go shopping, so that they can go and have amenities. But they need that extra level of protection just in case because they have autoimmune disorders or low immunity levels or they're just recovering from an, an illness or they have an illness or something of that nature. They're still trying to get back into society the best way they can. That's going out and being active and not staying at home and being afraid. And, then, and that's fine. I'm out there because I'm healthy and I also don't give a fuck. It's different. But the idea is you're not going to snitch on me for not wearing a mask. If you do, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. If, you, if you're wearing a mask, I'm not going to stitch on you because, number one, I don't care. I have my own thoughts, and they're going to stay in my head, or they're going to get recorded and you know put out onto iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, CastBox, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio. Um, yeah, either way. But I'm not going to name you. Unless you're Alyssa Milano, then you can go fuck yourself. But the idea that uh, she's wearing a T-shirt with political slogans on it, none of your business, not your place. You just make your paycheck and shut up. If you're working in a corporate environment, you've already given up part of your soul. So it doesn't matter. You're not going to save any face. And like I said, snitches and rats. You're not going to rat out another employee because they're sending out an email. Chances are the boss already got it. And the dress code thing, you ain't going to say shit because their shirt's up a little too high or the boobs are, you know, all that stuff. You're not going to bother with that stuff. You're not going to get involved. You're going to leave this alone. It's none of your fucking business. You said she's an admin assistant. Well, guess what? She's an admin assistant. That's the end of it. That's all you know about her. That's all you need to know about her. Unless you're trying to get in your pants, get in her uh, anti-vaxxer pants, it's none of your business at all. You let management deal with that shit. Not for you to go and say something to HR. I've said many times on Q&As in this podcast, once you get HR involved, it's out of your hands at this point. And all you've done is make things worse. And bad gas travels fast in a small office. And they're going to know that you're the fucking rat. They're going to know that you're the rat and you said something because that dumbass bitch decided to wear a Me Too t-shirt. So what? Who fucking cares? At all. All right? Unless she hasn't... What? Because what, you're offended? Fucking please. 
You just need to get over the fact that this person obviously has a bad uh, a bad taste in clothing and uh, believes that COVID-19 is a hoax. I don't believe it's a hoax. COVID-19 is a real thing. There are many uh, theories behind it. I believe it's highly overrated, okay? Significantly highly overrated to the fact that this population in the United States is extremely unhealthy for several different reasons. Uh, the fact that many people in Italy live together. And if you are high, if your body is heavily taxed from traveling and lack of sleep, it's going to get you. So I have my thoughts and feelings on it overall, but I believe that it it has. There are now also the fact that some of these deaths are becoming COVID-related. That's a whole different agenda altogether. I believe Elon Musk spoke about that on Rogan's podcast, but now we're going down another rabbit hole. I'm going to leave that alone, okay? COVID-19, coronavirus is an actual virus. It can fuck your day up given the proper environment. So there you go. Deal with that on another day. But if she wants to say COVID-19 is a hoax, great. Good luck to you, pal. But if you're going to rat on her, then nobody, okay, hoaxers and anti-vaxxers. There's one person that's far worse than the, than a hoaxer or an anti-vaxxer, and that's a fucking snitch. Nobody likes a snitch. Nobody likes a rat. No one. No one in a, in a classroom, in a neighborhood, or in an office. Nobody likes rats. Nobody likes snitches. No one. And I suggest you think twice before you're going to say something to HR or to a government official before you go and do something stupid like that. Because you're going to find four flat tires on your car. All right, we're at 35 minutes. I'm done for today. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher. You can find me on all social media, uh, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Minds. And what's the other one? I don't even know I don't post on Minds. LinkedIn, whatever have you. All right, we're done for the day. It's Sunday Leftovers. It's Memorial Day weekend. I am done. Either way, uh, in any case, I'm still in a pretty good mood. Had some delicious iced coffee. Got a lot done today. Still working on that iTunes computer that I'm trying to uh, work out here because I got a bunch of Apple products that need to be reset. Uh, more up-to-dates on that to come. But until then, thank you for listening, watching, subscribing, recorded, or subscribing? Subscribing. Tell your friends. If you want to be a guest on this podcast or sip some coffee, just go to positivesarcasm.com and email me there or positivesarcasm.com. Recorded here at the Spare Parts Studios. I will talk to you all on Wednesday. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. All you timeless children with your predictions and flashbacks Trying to get ahead What makes you think I can see you? What makes you think I believe you? Dreams inside my bed Have you heard me play a little bit? Step it up with me Shot from the past all the dreams are flying, all the thoughts are dying Hurt, it's running fast And your freaky contenders trying to be the first. In my own opinion, you are not defending you. You are the worst.
sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated once again positive sarcasm.com slash donate